0: Welcome to yet another edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Joining me this evening is Ian, the final score at Deepdale. It finished Preston North End 2, Bristol City 2. We uh, would have taken that before the game, but um, oh dear, what a surprise. 95 minutes on the clock, an avoidable goal, and we'll talk more about that later. How many points have we lost this season now through uh, late goals conceded? Uh, Ian, as we normally do, quick 30-second summary on the game.
1: Well, there's a game that we should have won. Absolutely, no doubt. The referee, and I don't normally criticise referees, uh, the referee missed one definite and another probable penalty. Uh, He got them both wrong. Uh, it could have been possibly a foul on Campring at the end, although Campring should have passed the ball earlier or ran it into the corner. Uh, he did neither, and he lost the ball. And they went up the other end and scored with a cross uh, from his side of the field. So um, there was an element of bad luck, but overall, a lot of pol- a lot of positives to take from. Yeah. Does that cover the 30 seconds, or do you want me to go on?
0: Well, say so. Yeah, no, I think you've covered it well there, Ian. I think you've covered it well. Um, I mean, for my part, uh, I think what you said about Cam praying, what on earth was he doing bombing forward like that and a couple of other players just before him when we should really have been, as I put on Twitter, showing some shithousery to close the game down. And we just didn't. We just didn't do that, but uh, as you normally do, let's go through uh, the story of the game. Uh, Ian, the the lineup, um, Kloss playing coming in for Zach Viner. He's not had much match practice, but looking at the performance he gave, um, doesn't seem to need it. Class player, good good choice to bring him in for Zach.
1: Well, it was it turned out to be an excellent choice. It's always going to be a gamble when you bring in a guy that hasn't played. Uh, any football for seven months Uh, but I listened to his after the match interview and he seems like a talker and a leader uh, as well as a decent footballer which is what we've needed. Um, We need something to stop us conceding two goals every game because you can't always rely on the forwards to score three and we've needed to score three goals to win a game and we can't go on like that so yeah really glad to see him. I thought he looked looked a good player there. And, and I've got no problem with Campering bombing forward like that. What I've got a problem with is his distribution. And he needs to learn how to time a pass because it's not the first time today that he bombed forward. He's got great athleticism, great pace, but he loses the ball. He's a bit like Rob Atkinson there in that he bombs out, then loses the ball. So, uh, And I definitely think left wing back is his best position. I prefer to see him... If Rob Atkinson's back next week, I'd prefer to see him at left wing back than uh, your friend well, Callum <laughs> who I thought. I, well, um, I said on I, the. I he had, yeah, <laughs> I, He had an absolute, absolute. I thought he had an absolute stinker today, Callum, and uh, he, he he didn't do what he can do well. I'm okay with him not heading balls clear because that isn't his game, but uh, I, I, you know, there's a couple of times, particularly one in the first half. He comes inside on his right and blazes it hopelessly over the bar, and that's the second time in yeah. a couple of games he's done it. And another time, he had a chance to just take the ball on his left foot, go in and have a shot, and he for some and he took it on his right. Minute he goes, took it on his right, didn't he? he yeah, yeah. Come, comes in on his right. It makes everything more difficult for himself. So I think if we've got enough fit players, which is always a big question, and with the number we have still got out, which is five, um, I think Callum should take a break.
0: I think you should take a permanent break here to be perfectly honest and when you look at the fact that you're saying that Campring bring his best position his left wing back and you know I, I yeah. got slated saying it was a solution Jada Silva did well as an attacking right wing back for part of the game and then did well on the left hand side in that attacking uh, type role because he's not He's not a defender, Jada De Silva, but some of his footwork uh, today was um, pretty marvellous, I thought, really. I mean, let's get into the action. And I've never seen a first half, I tweeted, it was tempting fate, really, wasn't it? I've never seen a, uh, a match where uh, we dominated so much in the opening 45. And I went so bold as to say, that's probably the most dominant 45 minutes apart from the lack of goals that we've seen from a city side since Nigel Pearson's been inside. And the goal on 11 minutes, uh, the first goal, uh, Ian, it was another class goal, wasn't it? You know, the uh, WSM, not Western Super Mayor, but Wyman, Semenyo, Martin, not in that order this time, but classy goal, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was an excellent goal. And another assist for Wyman and another goal for Martin. And I think Chris Martin which is why I say we need a player who can come off the bench and replace him when he tires in the last 20 minutes of games, because he does. Um, yeah. and, and I think that would help us and make it. De- and it would also help Chris, because I think he's a good player uh, when he's sharp. But as he he gets more tired, then his first touch goes, and he doesn't hold mm. the ball up as well. And that, happened, that happened a fair bit in the second half. But yeah, it's good, yeah. Football, good football, played across the field. Semenyo into Boyman. And that, that triumvirate is a bit nailed on at the moment. Pearson said after the game that it wasn't his favourite formation, but it suited the players he had, which is perfectly true. Um, and I think Weimann can normally see a pass. Sometimes I have to say his pass is a bit erratic. Um, but um, it, it, he a sl- lovely little slip ball, very similar to the one for the second goal that Semenyo played in to... Um, yeah. Sorry, that Masengo played into Semenyo. Semenyo. The same
0: um, game Semenyo. Yeah, yeah, correct. yeah. And yeah. A, I mean, Semeno's looking, Semenyo's, yeah, Semeno's looking some player now. I mean, do you think you know, and he's he scored his, his goal, which we come on to since we're talking about him. Um, do you think somebody might come in with a cheeky bid before the window shuts in a couple of days' time? Well,
1: if they come in with a, a cheeky bid, I'm only in favor of um, the club accepting a bid that is too good to refuse. So let's say, for example, somebody comes in and says, right, we'll give you 20 million for Antoine Semenya. Right? He's going to be gone. Mm. We all know that. Um, but yeah. there's a sto- there was a story broke today, I believe it was in the Telegraph, that said um, Cardiff and Swansea have put in loan bids for Naki Wells. Now, mm. if we can let Naki go and we can get a Chris Martin, younger version, more mobile, upfront player in, uh, then I'd say, yeah, do the deal. If we can, and they're only offering to pay, for example, half his wages, I'd say don't do the deal because you're you're helping a club that you're competing against at the wrong end of the table. Uh, so it's very, very important that, and and you know, we may get an injury tomorrow, Semen, Semenya may not be available for Blackpool or Chris Martin environment, and then what do you do? So, you know, yeah. I, I'd be sensible because at the moment we've only got, if nobody that went off today is injured, um, uh, we've got, I think it, now that it here, and I thought we had a good game today, um,
2: mm-hmm. we've only
1: got 19, 19 players available to select from. Uh, that's without delving into the under-23s like Conway and Bell. So we need to be very careful uh, because we've still got five players injured and we know one won't be back at all. Um, but what we what, what, another one, Tanner probably won't be back for at least another month. And yeah. if you're looking at the likes of, of Rob Atkinson, Matty James. They're not shooings to be back even in time for our next home game. So we need no, to be... No very sent very sensible as far as the squad goes but yeah. yeah if it's a cheeky bit turn it down if somebody comes in with a an, an amazing world beating offer then th- the club will have to take it that unfortunately is yeah. where we I d- and every other champion, where we in are the
0: bar. yeah i mean i think 20 million is uh bit well, pie yeah, in the sky i think mean, we i think we perfect t- perfect i think, coverage, we, t- I think but- we take yeah, I think we take 10 million and a big, big add-on or something. But there we go. Let's get back into uh, the heart of the action, no, though. Semenyo uh, almost became goal scorer after uh, JD Jay De Silva's cross had been uh, headed clear. That was a chance. And then again, great move. Uh, didn't threaten the goal, but uh, 24 minutes cross to Calas. Nice little interplay with uh, Jay De Silva. Um, and you know, we got a corner, one of several we got in the first half. 33 minutes and 25, it was those two efforts as you described a minute ago uh, Ian um, when uh, O'Dowder really uh, should have done better but you know, Andy Viman, 14 goals, 5 assists it should have been 15 and 5, 7 minutes before the interval when Semenyo did really well to get to the byline and dribble it and why did he miss? How did he miss? Eye off the ball or technique or what?
1: But Well, both. Uh, the ball it finished up in his heel. Uh, I, I mean, it yeah. could have still been a jammy finish and gone in off the post, but it didn't. I think he was trying to put the ball back where it came from and he completely mistimed it. I don't know. I don't. The ball didn't look like it bobbled. But what he should have done is put his foot through it and smashed it in the net. And if you yeah. wanted that chance to fall to anybody, you'd want it to fall to... Andy Vyman or Chris Martin, would not you? But Andy mm. Vyman's definitely... And, all right, how many goals has he scored this season? And, and he, he cocked that one up. Perhaps he had a little bit too long to think about what he was going to do with it. I don't know, but yeah. he made a... Yeah. Now, if, I think if he, if he scores that goal... Oh, we've won. We've won. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was it was interesting. I was listening to Chris Honor on Robbins TV and he was talking about Andy Vyman and he was saying a lot of what we say is that he just needs to calm himself down a bit and pick the pass because everything with him is 100 miles an hour now he did pick the pass yeah. obviously for martin's goal but andy Wyman, at 30 he's got enough experience now that it doesn't have to be as frantic does it and you know he might may, well maybe if he was that good yeah. he wouldn't be playing for us but uh <laughs> I mean, interesting end, awards sorry go on at
1: the end of the at the end of the uh, towards the end of the game, another thing that happened when we could have taken the ball into the corner and calmed down. Andy Weimann and Chris Martin combined to give the ball away, and yeah, once again they are two experienced players. I, I you know you can you could stand the likes of Alex Scott or um, Saveno doing the odd daft thing, bring even doing the odd daft thing like that, but not those two guys because they're they're both. Good players, no. um, and they're both uh, in their thirties. So uh, you know that that is as unacceptable as what can bring it. And, and Nigel Pearson alluded to that quite correctly after the game. Um, so I mean, before the yeah. three away games that we were facing, I, I'd have been happy with three points. In other words, drawing the lot. Um, but now, in order to get yeah. to three points, well, we can, we can only get to two or four. Well, we're either going to do we're two or, or four. Well, yeah. Next week. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did they get on in the end? Because again, how did they get on at Fulham today? How did they get on at Fulham today? Because that was a late one, wasn't it? Because another they medical emergency in the crowd.
1: They drew one all.
0: Well, that was good result for them. I mean, good result for them.
1: Well, that means that means they've taken four points off Fulham this year. So perhaps we all have a word with Blackpool on how to play against Fulham. But um, Mitrovic scored again. So he's that's twenty eight for the season. Uh, um, unbelievable. Black Blackpool had twenty six percent possession. Yeah, James Fulham had 74 yeah. percent possession. Nineteen shots, six on target, nine corners. So it, I think it's fair to say that they got completely battered. But in fairness to them, they still had with that twenty six percent possession, they still had ten shots, four of which were on target. So there is a lesson in that that you can be outplayed, but that doesn't mean you you know you. have you let in dozens of goals. So... No. Um, well, we had, a match a we had a
0: match at Borough a few seasons ago where we won 1-0 and we had 29% possession, but uh, that's a feature of us. I mean, the end of uh, the half, this Reese Jacobson, he had a weak shot that was saved and then uh, after Hannah Masengo uh, did a foul, Brown's free kick, that was cleared and that was City on the break. Again, Jada Silva to Martin on the counter. Again, another chance to increase the lead before the interval. Um... Preston made a substitution at um, half time, uh, uh, and the player going off was our former chap, Greg Cunningham. Would he be good enough to be in a Bristol City side now? He's a lot. He's got to be turned thirty, but uh, he's a good Championship wing back, isn't he, Greg?
1: Well, Two. to, to uh, The answer to that is no. Um... And uh, he's OK. I mean, he, he wasn't always a regular in our team. I think we need to remember that. But he re-signed, mm. after going out of contract, he re-signed for Preston in the summer. So, I mean, he's an OK player. Um, but we need to be... I, I would rather have <clears throat> Cameron Cameron Pring in the side yeah. or Cameron Pring or James Silver playing left-wing back than Greg Cunningham. Or Calum O'Dowd if it, if it comes to yeah. that. And so... You know, Callum, Callum owes us a really big game. If he starts it at, um, at, at Blackpool, he owes us a really yeah. big game.
0: Well, he's a, as we said before, he's a twenty got one goal every 25 matches and we're there or thereabouts. Yeah, so you're absolutely right there, Ian. Well, a home side, they couldn't have been any worse in the second period uh, uh, Yeah, under their manager, Ryan Lowe, who was tipped. To, uh, to be our boss prior to uh, Nigel's appointment or tipped amongst the runners and riders for that and they did look the uh, stronger team and indeed Ian six minutes after the restart um how would you see the goal I picked up on a commentary that they thought Wyman was a bit weak in terms of dallying round on the edge of the box didn't really uh, didn't really challenge Archer, but why should he be in that respect? And then Archer's shot saved and Reese Jacobson, that was goal number 11 or 12 for him. But uh, how did you see the uh, first goal that we conceded, Ian? Uh,
1: we, we lost the ball in midfield. Preston came forward. I think we surrendered a little bit too much ground. Um, Viman didn't close down properly uh, on the edge of the box, but neither did anybody else. The lad's got his shot away between three players, Max O'Leary has made a decent save down to his right. Um, mm. I I would hope that at that point he'd get a stronger hand on it and push yeah. it to the side instead of instead of back out, tip it round the post or out, at least out to the side. Um, but he didn't. And Jack, Jacobson got on the ball. Um, for me, a bit too easy and a bit too unmarked. Um, because everybody was trying to block the shot and nobody was watching, uh, nobody was marking the player. So it was a different goal for us to concede because normally they come from open play open play crosses, even a short corner I call an open play cross. So um, I think it, it, it's important that... Um, I mean, I, I would have put Dan Bentley back in goal today. And the other thing, I think Steve Phillips. Uh, Steve Phillips. I was going to say Max O'Leary is striking me a little bit like um, Steve Phillips. We used to call him Dracula because he hated crosses. And mm, uh, I think flapper. he got all <laughs> over it. And there was a couple of really weak flaps and punches today. Yeah. So I'm. I, I'm not. I. I think I. I definitely have Bentley back in goal, uh, albeit that you lose Max O'Leary's distribution, but, but your goalkeeper is all about keeping... Yeah, but Bentley's an
0: experienced yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah, and, and Bentley can do that. Yeah. Bet, yeah Bentley can keep the ball out, and surely, out. and surely it's coaching. Surely it's... Go on.
1: But just to make a point the Preston made two subs at halftime today. Ledson and Cunningham went off, and Earl and McCann came on. Um, So, yeah, uh, that could be coach. But what you've got to remember is that certain players are very good at certain things. Um, You know, you couldn't turn Andy Weiman into a ball-winning centre-half. So, uh, uh, But I would. uh, I would actually get uh, Bentley back in the team now and just tell him to play the ball out through the back three or throw it more because um, I, I think we need his calmness under crosses And I think he's every bit as good a shot stopper as as uh, as Max O'Leary. So I I would have played Bentley today, for example. I don't think Max O'Leary had a stinker by any means, but I think he could have done uh, better with uh, with that first goal in terms of just parrying the shot further away.
0: Yeah, the first penalty incident on 53 minutes, uh, it looked, it was van der Berg. It uh, looked like a clattering of legs. Um, what were your thoughts on that first one?
2: Well,
1: having seen it in um, from behind the goal in slow motion, it's a pen. He's, he's made yeah. no contact with the ball at all. He's just made contact with Semenu. So that's a pen. And the one in the second half, uh, later on, later in, on, the on game, in the second on the half, left yeah. hand, that was even more of a pen. So the referees missed two penalties, and i don't I don't like criticizing referees and I don't do it very often i mean, I gave the bloke um i think from the Luton game ten out of ten I was just looking at the marks i did and uh, but I think he's he's missed big decisions um and I don't wonder if a referees i mean all this, the open play stuff him and his team were what I'd call bang average they got most of that right, but the big decisions those two pens he missed.
0: Yeah, no, they weren't. They weren't uh, good. Uh, with about half an hour remaining, uh, the ineffective Callum Dowder went off. On came uh, Williams. That prompted positional, wasn't it? Because Jay De Servo went to left wing back, and sort of Andy Viman sort of dropped back into a right wing back. Would you agree with that formation change at that particular moment in time? Because that's what it looked like uh, well, I, to me. I, I, the first substitution with, when Williams uh, came on. Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think Andy Weirman's a great choice at right wing back. I mean, he can play there. He could play wide right, but I prefer him in that role behind the two strikers, or um, at at worst in, in a wider role. But he's better off centrally. Um, but I can understand yeah. why he did it. He, he needed to get Joe Williams on, I and mean, he quite frankly he needed yeah. to get Callum off.
0: Yeah, well, which he did. I thought,
1: and I, so the I, second just a I- just a fe- feature on Jay de Silva. I thought he had a good game today. I'd mark him 7 out of 10, particularly as he's playing out of position, but he doesn't give the ball away. He plays neat passes Mm -hmm. and then he blooming moves so you can pass back to him. Um, Okay, he he hasn't got much of a right foot, I have to say it, but I I thought his contribution was excellent today and I think he's a decent defender. He's, he's, like we've always said, and there's something none of us can help. He's not very tall. So, no. Um, but as a footballer, I, I think he's got a good first touch. Uh, he can see a pass. He's got an excellent left foot. And um, I, like I said, I'd prefer him more at Cam at left wing back. If Rob Rob Atkinson's out for any length of time, and they were saying in the week that he's looking mm. more hopeful. So that whether that means, uh, you know, it's not serious of just a spasm in his back. Mm. He hasn't broken anything or tore a muscle or any of that. So if they can get him right, I... I Quite like to see a, a back three of Kalas, Closer, and Atkinson move Cam yeah. to wing back, and then you know if we were going to bring in a player, let's say we could move Naki out, subject to all the reasons that I've I've quoted. What we could really do with is a good right wing back. But if you're going to play those three, you could play Zach Viner uh, as a as a, a right uh, right wing back, and he put in a good cross late on and made an excellent run. So. I don't think we should discount that and, and it makes you no. it makes the defense taller and more balanced. And then that allows you yeah. to bring um you know, then then you've got to start looking at the midfield. And the only way that you could play three in the midfield was if you only had um one up front. If you're playing um you'd have to play three well, I suppose you could play three, five, two, but that would mean leaving out one of <laughs> The front three and at the moment they all none of them deserve they all look dropped. good so but it's, equally it's equally
0: yeah tactical. ian you're yeah. saying about the midfield if you look at the combination uh well let's let's look at that what we thought was going to be the winning goal 10 minutes ago i Masengo. he was running around and it was good running around today and he beat a man and then he slipped another good pass a bit like Vyman's. and semenyo his finish was not dissimilar to uh his goal his first goal against Fulham was it you know just sheer power uh, at the near post keeper didn't stand a chance
1: no I mean if, he, if a keeper gets his fingers to that his fingers broke it's as simple as that I mean when he hits it blimey it stays it and as with either foot I mean it, and like I said I mean he's got he's got thighs like my waist you know he when he hits the ball and he hits it sweet my word it really, I, I, like I said, I, I've never seen a player at Bristol City, and I haven't seen very many in world football that can hit a ball that well with both feet. Um, and in fact, I'm, str- I'm struggling to think. I can think of two-footed players. Uh, Johnny Giles, who used to play in midfield for Leeds, you struggle to know which was his best foot, but he couldn't hit a ball like that with either feet. He could he could pass it, um, but he, he couldn't power it like that. And Then you go back through players we've had, Jimmy Mann, Hammer of a right foot, Alan Walsh, lightning bolts come out of that left foot. But I'll tell you what, he can hit a ball like, like that with his right. And no. um, well, Mickey Bell could hit a
0: good free kick as well, couldn't he? Yeah, from. Uh, yeah, but from not, anything,
1: yeah. not anything like his hard as Samir who no. hits the ball. He really no. is like take, take the back of the net out material. We just we need to create more chances with better crosses, better through balls, because that kid's a match winner. Now that he's started scoring goals.
0: Yeah. So oh, God, yeah.
1: Win. He's a proper match winner.
0: No, and he can roll the defender now. He's got the physicality to do that because, uh, I mean, uh, Aidan Flint wouldn't want to be playing against him every uh, every week. So, here we are, 2-1. We're still sort of looking for that third goal. He brought on just after the goal, I think, uh, Robbie Cundy, who... First time I've seen him and noticed him. Uh, so I don't watch any under-23 stuff. And he is a big uh, unit. He only had a cameo of uh, 10 minutes. But uh, what, what do you think uh, Robbie Cunday, who you've been calling for uh, uh, throughout the season, is worth a chance? Uh, he didn't disgrace himself in the closing period, did he? No, he
1: looks a decent player to me. He played on the left of the back three. Um He took some good long throwing, so he's obviously a strong lad that can throw the ball uh, a bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the size of him, the same is closer. They're they're not going to be the quickest people in the world, but they're not slow either. And I'm all in favour of people, uh, you know, I'm a little bit old-fashioned. I'm a bit old-fashioned in the sense I like to see somebody play before I'm dismissive on them. Yeah, uh, give the, give the kid give the kid a chance, and and I hope um, when we, because he's only in his early, I think he's about twenty four, Robbie, and he's had a bad time with injuries. But he went out on loan, did extremely well, uh, won the most balls in the air at League One, uh, Gillingham, played thirty odd games. Their fans were raving about him, and I think they could do with him because I think they got beat seven two today by Oxford. Uh, although one lad scored four penalties, I believe. So, That's correct. Yeah. So, look, I, I would like. Um, I'd like to. See, I'd like to see him have a go. Now, on what I, the little bit I've seen, would I put him in the side in front of Nathan Baker or Rob Atkinson? No. But if they ain't available, he gives you an option because it means you don't have to play Zach Viner at, at right centre back. So yeah. against Blackpool, you could say, right, well, will um, we we don't need it. Campering can go play left wing back. If Rob Atkinson's not back, you've got the opportunity to play. Um, not forgetting Thomas Callas can play left wing back. That's where he plays for mm. the Czech Republic. But you could play three centre backs and still have a right-footed right wing back. So, you know, you, it does give you options, and it gives you it gives you more players, and it also um, makes us more secure from set pieces. Mm. Um, and it also makes us makes us a bigger threat. In the opposition penalty areas, because if you're looking around in that box, and let's say you've got the likes of Kundi closer, six foot three, six foot four. Callas is the smallest centre back we've got; it's six foot, and then and but he's very good in the air. Um, and and then if, when you get Atkinson back, he's six foot three, and it gives you the opportunity. And that's why I keep harping on about having a, a similar player to Chris Martin. With a bit more movement who can replace him uh, stand in for him if he's injured or replace him with 20 minutes to go and hold the ball up up front because even today with we were much the better side we didn't dominate possession no um, which I'm not bothered about because when we dominate possession too much we're, we're terrible because we don't know what to Well, we were terrible because we don't know what to do with the ball. But I'm happy with us coming forward now. We look like we can score goals, but we still don't... We're conceding really too good. many. And let's talk about
0: that final yeah. goal of the day. The final goal of the yeah. day. The five minutes of time added on. Pring, I mean, Mark, uh, who's usually on here, he was physically uh, at the game today. And uh, he, he's, he's done a thread on Otip that goes, Cameron Pring, Cameron Pring, Cameron Pring. What were you doing? As you said earlier, in bombed all the way forward lost possession they catch us on the break the cross comes in from pots and there's reese uh, jacobson again volley past max o'leary who didn't stand a chance should anybody have been a bit closer to jacobson that time yeah when the ball came in because i haven't looked at the goal in detail but you know he's volleying in from about eight yards and not under a great deal of pressure was he but the damage was done, losing possession, but I'm just trying to sort of see if if, if you yeah, think it was yeah.
1: it, it it was an excellent cross and it was a fantastic finish. Uh, I don't think there was much Max O'Leary could have done it. Could we got a bit closer to him and blocked it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the damage but if we're gonna criticize Cameron Pring, and I would criticize him more generally for when he brings the ball out he loses it very often and he doesn't mm-hmm. pick the right pass so that's where he needs help from the coaches um but I'd equally criticize Vyman and martin for not getting the ball in the corner at the other end yeah um so i am not i'm not going to criticize anybody for um you know in the box for that finish because it wasn't let's be honest it was a bit of a worldie um, but I think the damage was done further forward when we didn't keep hold of the ball and get the ball in the corners. And it, it was about that goal was more about Bristol City in game management. Yeah. And uh, and 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 looking at it, that's seven injury time goals against this season. Yeah. So, he, he, you know, you what's that cost us the then? is thats thats is that is that
0: is that um, is that fourteen points or? There's probably it's probably not that many, but it's probably about eight or nine points, isn't it? Yeah, that it's cost us Yeah, if we conceded.
1: Yeah, that. well, I, I I, mean, it could be. It could be 21 points. I doubt it is, but today it's cost us two. So yeah. uh, we're not in a position where we need, um, we're in a position where, where we need to get to that 50 points as soon as possible. And then once you've done that, you can, everybody relaxes and <sighs> the pressure's off um uh the pressure's off a little bit and then you, you if you want to start dipping players like kundi in and have a real good look at him for a couple of games then you can um because yeah. you're not you're not going to go down i mean let's be honest we're not going anywhere near the top six so and, and everywhere else is nowhere really but it would be nice yeah. not to be uh not to be looking over our shoulders. In five games' time, rather than in ten games' time, because there's only sixteen games left for us now. It's, uh, seventeen,
0: I think. I think it's seventeen. I think it's seventeen. 20, it was eighteen.
1: 19, 18 today. Yeah, sorry 17, 17, oh, sorry, seventeen. I'm sorry. Seventeen games. By the way. Yeah. By the way, um, uh, Nigel Pearson was asked about the Naki Wells story at the end of the game. He said, "Well, maybe there is interesting, but why would I want to help them? I've got no intention of helping anybody." So. Yeah. I, well, I that's the right
0: attitude, far, really.
1: Well, he feels the same way about it as me. I mean, if you could let Naki go and they're paying all his wages and that enabled you to go out and buy, let's say a player we've discussed hundreds of times, Michael Smith of Rotherham, who's scored a load of goals this season, um, it, it, then you could say, right, okay, well, yeah, we'll do it. Because then we've got a better blend of strikers up front. Because I don't I don't really think, the the only person you think, he might, Naki might replace in that team. I don't think he could do the Feynman role. It, it might be Antoine. If Antoine's injured, you bring Naki Wells in. So, mm. you know, I mean, somebody, somebody said on the comment, surely Taylor Moore should be recalled.
0: I think we'll never see him. He's a lovely guy, but I don't think we'll ever see him in a Bristol City shirt again. He played for Hearts uh, today in the starting lineup, up And it's uh, Alan Payne. Yeah, I agree that he's better than viner but that's setting a very low bar alan is saying that viner was at fault for the second goal i need to look at that in more detail to see whether he agree with it so look that was the that was the game i mean we go in search that's only our second point now in 24 it doesn't look great uh nine games without losing at home uh is what preston have got against us and we're still looking for our first win in uh four months now because it was the second of october when we um when we lost to, uh, when we beat uh, Peterborough by uh, three goals to two. There's a few players we haven't talked about uh, yet. Um, Alex Scott in midfield, good game, a game from him, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we started off with an 18 year old and a 20 year old in the middle of midfield. There aren't many clubs in this division that can do that. So, um, yeah, I'm delighted with him. I think the only thing we need to be a bit careful of is, is that we don't burn him out. Um, yeah so you know perhaps perhaps if you've got three games in a week you 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 play him the two saturdays and put him on the bench in midweek and then you can always introduce mm. him as an impact player but i, yeah. I thought he was excellent i thought I thought Masengo was excellent today and whilst we didn't dominate possession we even in the first half we didn't do that for some strange reason but what we did we were effective and we got forward well and we got forward quickly without playing hoofball so yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, you'd have to be delighted with our our first half performance. Uh, apart, from, I thought it was great. Um, you know, it was uh, it was. Uh, I thought, I thought it
0: was brilliant, which was appalling. Yeah. Um, Ian, yeah. you have to, you say about picking? You, you pick your best players, and and Nigel says he's still not playing his best formation because of the players available. But if you look at some of our best players at the moment, and taking on board what you said about. Um, uh, uh, you know, you, you need to rotate some and not burn them out. You know, you, you, you've got to have, I think, on the pitch to start every week and assuming they're fit is a Williams, Masengo and Scott midfield combo. Yeah. Now, how do you, What if? if would you agree with me that that's the best midfield three that we can have? allowing for rotation, but if you put your best players out there, is that a, is that a midfield three that you would start with?
1: First well, there's, choice. There's, I, I, what I'd say to you is how do you fit that three in and the front three? Because then you'd have to play four at the back. You can't yeah. play them all. So if you play the front three, uh, the what do you call them, the WSM? Uh, yeah. Play them, and then you play those three, you can only play four at the back. You can only have ten. You can only have ten. I know,
0: I know, I know. Um,
1: so, per We were all saying Joe Williams, Matty James, and Masengo, and which is which is equally good. Uh, but there aren't there aren't too many goals coming from that lot. But Matty James will take a good set piece for you every now and then. Um, so I think, yeah. I mean, we we what if we can get key players fit then I think that gives us those opportunities. And you can also, <coughs> excuse me, you can also rest players when you need to. I mean, we went into the game at Luton, we only had 17 first-team players available. And that's why Tommy Conway and, and um, Sam Bell were on the bench. And, and that was it. We, we, it's not a question of saying, well, somebody else should have played or that, or they just weren't available to play. Um, so once we solve that, once we solve that problem, of, of keeping players fit and stop these recurring injuries. It's not touch wood. It's not a load of different players getting injured. It's the same ones getting injured over and over again. King, James, Tassel, yeah. Atkinson. So we, we we need to resolve that situation. And and then you don't get these silly early substitutions. Or, you know, all two of your subs are gone by half time and you can't change much for, for fear of finishing with 10 men. Um, yeah. So I think that's important. Um, so I, I, and there's people on here talking about young players, mainly Alan saying most championship sides and under SLJ play no more than one young, inexperienced player. Yeah, my answer to that Alan is is I as I've said before, I'd like to see eleven Bristolians, eleven academy players. That's my dream team, but they have to be good enough. Yeah, and even with Ronaldo at Manchester United. Ferguson didn't play him every week. He dipped him in and he dipped him out because he didn't want to, didn't want him to get smashed or burned
0: didn't want out. to get burned out. And if he had a burn him out, he might not still have been going as he is now at the age of thirty six. Yeah, because he's still a player, isn't he? Yeah. So
1: oh, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. I wouldn't say no. I don't care if he's thirty six.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about a quick uh, wrap up on the transfer window, and then uh, it is the week of uh, the Ashton Gate eight um and you were like i was over at newport four years ago uh today but uh, the transfer window um there's not been a great deal going on some other clubs in our division look as though they have been picking up premier league uh, loans but um you know the other one who's mooted is leaving but apparently isn't now is uh, casey palmer birmingham were interested in him weren't they yeah and i think I've read a couple of snippets. Birmingham have been quite active in the market. How are they doing it with their financial position being like it is? You know, because they don't. Well, I suppose they're at the wrong end of the table, and they do need to be looking over their shoulders. But yeah, uh, you know, how could they even afford Palmer's two thirds of Palmer's wages when they're supposed to have bad financial problems?
1: Well, uh, I'd, I'd say have they got bad financial problems because. Don't forget uh, about was it two years ago now? Where two seasons ago, with reasons, they sold Jude Bellingham for 26 million. So that would have helped. Um, the honest answer, Dave, is I don't know, um, mm. but I know they've been um, somewhat active. I mean, going across the league, not many people are active in the transfer market unless they're picking no. up players from non-league or League One or League Two. Bargains or players that that may be out of contract in the summer that you go in and you get for three hundred thousand, whereas if they were under contract, they might cost you a mil. But um, for me, I mean, Nigel Pearson has is, is said that the only way that someone goes out now is if we get someone in. So yeah, you know, if we can't if we can't shift and and the wages don't come into it, you you need the players that make the squad or his managers these days like to call it the group um, stronger. Um, it's, um, it's what, it's one of those things that um, he's very stubborn Pearson and he, he, he's, I'll give him his due. He sticks to his principles and he's saying, I don't just want journeymen here who are squad fillers near for the ride. I want players who are going to come in and be better than the ones I've got and make a real difference. I mean, sometimes you sign a player who's as good as you've got. If you could go out and get a centre-half that was as good as Callas, you know, for not for not much money, you'd get him, wouldn't
0: yeah. you? Well, and you were saying earlier, Ian, about Chris Martin, you know, like if we mm-hmm. somebody came in for Naki and we could go out and get a younger version of Chris Martin, but is that younger person going to be better? better than Chris Martin, and I would say probably not, but it just gives you another option with the bigger man up front. I mean, we could say to Cardiff, oh, look, you can have Nackie Wells and give us Kiefer Moore, and then that would be bloody dream team, wouldn't it? But uh, but there we go. Yeah, Alan gonna, said on here, gonna <laughs> ain't going to do that. No, so why should we give them Naki Wells? You know, but uh, And as yeah. a certain person said uh, last year, we'll get the value on the pitch. Yeah, right. Alan said, can you have a comment from me about Sunderland's results? today? Well, I was keeping uh, track of it. Lee Johnson was trending on uh, Twitter this afternoon, uh, about three and a half thousand tweets. And uh, as everybody knows, or probably do know, uh, they, they lost 6-0 at Bolton today, and they're absolutely howling, and I laugh my bloody head off because all the stuff that we said about him for most of his time here, I would say most of his time, maybe bar the cup semi-final season when he had to play a set way with a set number of players because, okay, well, surprise, surprise, we were injured, but, uh, you know, he, he, I think he's under a bit of pressure this time, Ian, don't you? Because getting Gubb 6-0, that ain't pretty, is it? And that's come on the back of some big defeats away from home to some of the other clubs at the top of the table. Do you think he's on thin ice?
1: Well, he was on thin ice at the end of last season and the owner up there, he's a very rich young man, um, stuck with him. Um, mm. But if you, look at, if you look at the league table, and I'm looking at it now, Wigan have got four games in hand and a point more and a better goal difference. So, assuming yeah. that Wigan only win two of those, that makes that that point difference into a seven-point difference. Um, mm. and, and Rotherham have got uh, two points more and they've got two games in hand. So it might look as though the playoffs is is where they're going, but they're not... Um, I mean, if, if you look at the game, though, I mean, Sunderland had 59... Going back to possession again, Sunderland had 59% possession. So was it a game like we used to play a lot of it was going sideways and backwards because they only had two seven shots in total. Contrast yep. to Bolton's f- fifteen, and they had two shots on target. contra I mean, Bolton only had seven efforts on t- target. They scored with six of them, so it was a, it was a funny old game. But um, yeah, I, I think I mean we know that, that Lee's team, uh, as we were when we were, are very streaky, and yeah, you'll go on yeah. where they win they win four games on the trot. But then he's just as likely to go yeah. on a
0: run when you lose four games on the start. Well, he's had, fun he had he had a good start, then he had a streaky, and then he pulled it back again. And as I say, I think he's lost. Uh, well, he's, he's he's not he's not doing uh, he's not going great. But um, no, the, the the knives are out for him. Um, the other result, um, she, 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 I've got this obsession, haven't I? Sheffield Wednesday won, Ipswich nil. Ipswich have been uh, chundering around in the transfer market. You know, 20 players signed in the summer. Um, you know, Mark Ashton seems to uh, love getting somebody else's chequebook out, or he buys players like some people like dealing in second-hand cars, doesn't he? Yeah, and they lost today yeah, at Sheffield it's, Wednesday.
1: It's, yeah, I think it's the clubs in the bag philosophy. But unfortunately, when you're running a, a club, when you own a club, you you you've got to stop the worst excesses of your mouth. If if you if you like, if you want to compare and contrast. Pearson's the other end of the scale. Don't like loans. Don't want to get them. Um, I'm sure if you yeah. said to him, look, you know, Man, U- Man United let us have Ronaldo on loan, he'd still say, Well, do you know what? Now I don't want him. I'd rather I'd rather no. give a lad a game out, out the under 23s, which in, in one way I yeah. applaud. I, but I only applaud it if it's if it makes us successful. Um, <laughs> and and it, because if if you do it and you're unsuccessful. Then you can finish up getting relegated, but you've proved the point, which is no good to any of us. So, no. um, Yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not a fan of Ashton or or Lee Johnson, but I genuinely haven't been looking at Sunderland's results or Ipswich's results because I. concerned about the city. You got better things you got
0: better things to do with your life. All right, look, it's Ashton Gate eight yeah. week 40 years ago today. Forty years ago today was the Newport match when we traipsed over there, stood behind the goal. They couldn't even afford bloody terrace in it was an ash terrace. They scored first. We got an equalizer. People couldn't remember whether it was with a header or a shot from uh Mick Harford. Um Pretty horrible feeling going over there thinking uh, that was it really wasn't it yeah did you did you feel that on the day or were we both too young to really feel it i mean you know i've been supporting them then about 15 years so it's a fair time and you may be the same or maybe a couple of years yes because you're a bit younger than me but what are your recollections of that day ian and you were right about the punch up in the pub because there was a few Scraps going on. I was reading that on the the thread I put on Otim. But uh, your your thoughts on January the thirtieth,
1: thirty first, nineteen eighty two? Well, like <laughs> uh, like I said, yeah, there, there was, was some uh, stuff stuff going on uh, in, in the pub, and, but obviously I, I've only heard about it. I wouldn't get involved in anything like that, Your Honour. Um, so no, I my my view. I went over it. I think we all felt it, but being younger people, we genuinely didn't understand it. And mm. um, if it had been the end, I, I can remember people saying, I, I don't care, you know, if I got 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 the Downs and watch games, I I wouldn't go over and watch the rovers. And this is the thing that when people years ago used to talk about the two clubs combining, they never realized that if Bristol City went out of existence the assumption is from people outside of Bristol that oh well you go over and watch the Rovers well I'd, I'd go and follow Exeter City or go up to London yeah. and watch Arsenal before I support the Rovers so yeah um, yeah I mean it was it, sometimes you think oh well everything's terrible everything's sad everything's depressing but that really was and we were within a a gnat of going out of going out of business I mean doing what what unfortunately yeah. what's happened to Berry. Um, and things like that, and, and yeah. You know, well, Richard
0: uh, Richard Latham gave a very good insight because he was actually there at the Dragon R Hotel as a young rookie reporter. Pete Godsiff was obviously the main man, but he told us uh, at that uh, senior Reds lunch a couple of weeks ago some interesting facts. One of well, two two interesting facts. It could have been the Ashton Gate Seven because Jerry Sweeney wasn't part. J- Jerry Sweeney was the eighth player to be added to that list, wasn't he? Is that correct, if I recall that correctly? Yeah? And the other thing maybe explains why until this latest celebration, that Jimmy Mann had only recently signed a a two-and-a-half-year contract for the club. And, you know, he's somebody that's been very low profile. Maybe he sort of gave up more than uh, some of the others, you know. And then you look at the players, you know, you look at the players that played at Newport, and I'm guessing Jan Moller... Terry Boyle and Mick Harford were players that weren't asked to rip their contracts up because they had some sale value. Does that, does that sound about right in that assumption that they were saleable?
1: Yeah, I I think so. I mean, lots of players finished up leaving the club and going somewhere else, didn't they? Didn't didn't Tom Ritchie go to Sunderland, Jerry Gow, I know definitely went to Man City. Um, Oh yeah, but they'd all gone before.
0: They'd gone well before that.
1: So, you know, I, I think, It it was very sad times. I mean, we can all remember chucking a few bob in uh, for the shares and ten quid. um,
0: I put in ten quid. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. um, A lot um, of money in those days. Yeah, well, yeah, well, before the war. Yeah, no, I think we we need we we need sometimes to give ourselves a bit of a reality check and realise where we are um, in terms of if we ever think, well, this is really bad. I mean, I say to a lot of the younger guys down there, you ain't seen bad. You know, I can remember being in Ashton Gate, three, four thousand people. Um, Well, yeah, five and um, and a half. I looked at the
0: crowd the week, the week, five and a half thousand crowd the week before... The, the, the last home match prior to Newport away, and then the Fulham game, which is when all the youngsters, including Rob Newman, made his debut. Uh, there was nine and a half thousand there, and the atmosphere that day—it was a nil-nil draw against Fulham. But the atmosphere that day—it was like having twenty thousand uh, in the uh, in the ground, and indeed, City had had twenty thousand because yeah. wasn't that the year we yeah. played Villa in the Cup a couple of weeks previously at home? We lost 1-0. Is that, was that 82 or was that 81? I can't remember now. Yeah, I think might been, I can remember. I might think, have been, that might have been 81. Don't ask no. Dave, Dave. I mean, when you look at the Ashton Gate 8, they're all legends. Dave. But realistically, of the 8, six of them were legends. And I'm looking at the uh, um, the artist drawing that's up in my study here. Yeah, Jeff Merrick, legend. Yeah. Chris Garland, Legend absolutely his goals kept us up in 77 julian marshall mm. trevor tainton unspectacular legend jimmy man legend scored that 35 yarder against peter shilton in the last season we were in the top flight peter aiken mm, not really legend dave rogers yeah. good squad player jerry sweeney legend yeah so it's interesting isn't it you know that um that um, I say some of the legends have got out in the 12 months uh, previously, as you rightly said, Tom Ritchie and, um, and, and, and Jerry God, if he'd have come back, what we give to have a player, what we give to have a player like him. And then the incident when it all happened, I mean, it's it's like they did, there was a TV series on not so long ago was what it would be like if, 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 the Nazis had won the second world war. What do you think? Cause we were the first club that did what we did. And I don't think any other club players have ripped up their contracts, but what do you think would have happened to city? Would they have gone down to being allocated a league? You know, had they gone bust because Bristol city there's still got to be the ground there, although that could have been sold. But what, could have happened, or what do you think might have happened 40 years ago, Ian, if if we had gone under? Where do you think we'd be now? That's the question. What would have happened?
1: Well, I think I think if we'd have gone out of existence, the club would have resurfaced in some form. But at that point, I think we, we wouldn't have been relegated. We'd have been thrown out of the league. So we'd have had to start again a little bit like, um, well, similar... To our amateur rangers up in Scotland.
0: That's what I was going to say. Because if they'd have kicked us, if they'd have kicked us down, if they'd have kicked us down to, not well, let's talk in today's money in terms of league. Because you got GM conference, you have got the conference, and then you got the one below. If they'd have kicked us to the, the one below, right? That's the yeah. southern half of that. Would we? I mean, it's bloody conjecture, isn't it? But I wonder where we would be if 40 years ago we'd had to rebuild from there because that's not that yeah. far down rangers came back it's 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 an interest it's int- well it's like what if the nazis had won the second world war you know well they didn't you know and it's like i've asked you that question if we didn't had, you, they didn't so it's, it's a pointless conversation well if, really. if, if well it
1: is if you're at, i mean if you're at yeah you know what she'd be your uncle so forget it yeah i mean but what where would we be now? I have no idea. Um, w- would we have resurfaced in some shape or form? Yeah, I'm sure we would have. Um, would we have still had Ashton Gate because we needed to sell that to get the money or the receivers would have saved it, uh, sold it to get the money to pay the debts off, which by the way, we didn't pay. I think we gave people about 20 pence in the pound. 20 pence in the pound, 20 pence a pound in the yeah company. yeah. So that, that's from memory. No, I, I, I don't know. But it didn't happen. But the, as the rules are now, um, if we'd have gone bust, it would have been like Barry. I mean, Barry just got chucked out of the league and I think they've said they could go in, they'd be in the bottom of the National League if they came back. I don't know where they are now, Barry. Is it? Is there a National League north? No, I don't
0: know. Like I don't know. But, no, I really don't know. Alan Payne's on here it, said it'd gone. be like what happened to Newport. Yeah. Like what happened to Newport. Yeah, they I mean, went busts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm more, and, and honestly, I don't care. Uh, we, we, we just hope those days never come again, and I don't wish those on any club. It's not much no. the club, Dave, it's the fans. It's the fans that I feel sorry yeah. for. The ownership, I really yeah. don't feel sorry for. Same as Derby. I feel dreadfully sorry for the Derby fans. I do not feel sorry in any way, shape, or form for their owners, um, because they knew what no. they were doing, and they broke the rules. Of course them, they did. And they... They And and now the club, which is, I don't know whose hands it's in now, it's in the hands of the receivers, I believe, uh, or the administrators, yeah. and they're trying to find somebody to buy it. They've had another 11th hour reprieve for a month, but they're not over yet. And the problem is those two legal cases they've got rolling against them could finish up in, in a settlement somewhere around 40 million quid. Now, I think if they yeah. were going on, I think they are have sold the club by now, but I think people are looking at that and saying, well, look, the club's in a lot of debt. We've got a lovely stadium. We've got good support. We've got good yeah. away support. Yeah. We've got a decent manager, some decent players, uh, but we've got a lot of debt. And by the way, that might get added to by 40 million quid if we lose these two court cases. And yeah. people are just going, well, <laughs> hang on, that's a bit, that's a bit rich for my blood. Even, you know, even quite rich people. So, well, they got you know, they got a big game. To them for the... Well, good luck. To they them got for a for the big fans. game.
0: Yeah, for the fans, that's what I'm thinking about because I know one or two Derby fans. And I mean, they got a big game tomorrow. Tomorrow lunchtime, they're home to Birmingham, and Birmingham are uh, nine points clear of twentieth. Yeah, well, Birmingham are only two points behind us, so we drop down to seventeenth if Birmingham beat Derby tomorrow. But then Derby would we'll go on to seventeen points. Which would put them three behind Peterborough, who, as we are recording this, are losing home to Sheffield United courtesy of a Billy Sharp uh, goal. But um, Cardiff—they're at home to Forest tomorrow, and if uh, Forest win that, they jump up into the playoffs. Cardiff would be in deep, absolute deep doos. You know, I think there's—well, I don't know—is it four sides battling for two? trying to avoid two relegation slots, isn't it? Cardiff, Reading, Peterborough, Derby. But I think if Derby lose tomorrow, I think they'll be gone. I really do. Yeah. And Birmingham, they'll be pushing themselves, well, above us, but there we go. Well, it's, it's, Ian, it's been a pleasure. You, it's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah. No, I just say, unless you look at the the bottom teams, um, and, and you look at where they are, I mean, I think I worked out, the other day. this is before today's round of games. Um, Barnsley would need to have picked up 60% of the points they they got to play for. And at the moment they're picking up about 19%. Yeah. Derby would need to pick up 63% of the this is to get to 50 points, would need to pick up 63% of the points they got to play for. And Peterborough would need to pick up 50% of the points they got they have to play for. Now we need to pick up yeah. um, about 30%. Of the points we got to play, yeah. and we're actually doing better than that now. So, point of <laughs> game, point, a point of game here, is, isn't it? Point of game. It is a it is a point of game, but we need to do it. Um, we need to get the points on the board as quickly as as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because it, and look, it, we uh, take uh, a draw at
0: Blackpool. We would take a draw at Blackpool next week. Draw at Blackpool next week. Beat Reading at home. And then, you know, you're then on to uh, 38 points. You've got 12 games to go with... Um, uh, sorry, not 12 games. You'd, you'd, you'd have 37... Uh, well, if you get a draw and a win from the next two, that puts you on uh, 38. And then you've got... Um, no, it 17, you on 15 on games left.
1: not We've got... We've, okay.
0: We're on 34.
1: 33
0: Oh, so, no, we're on thirty four. We're on 34 looking at the league table. So thirty-eight. Yeah. And then you've got fifteen games to go, which puts you on fifty-three points well in advance of what we need. Um just to wrap up, Alan said can we have a bit of discussion on the progress we're making? I think we've I think we've done that. I think I think we are making progress, uh, Ian, don't you? I think the home form, I mean it's interesting when we're doing badly. We get big audience. This is one of our lowest. Thanks for those that have joined in. This is one of the lowest uh, we've had for a very, very uh, long time, even though we're sailing through on downloads with about 700, or 700 uh, an episode. But um, p- final shot from you, Ian. Things are getting better. It's coming up to the anniversary of Nigel's appointment. And while his win, win rate is still crap, I think we're on the right track and things can only get better would you agree I,
1: I think we've made um, I think we've made some progress um, I've got the concerns that I've got we're playing much better football than we were even yeah. a couple of months ago um, so I think that's because Nigel Pearson is is instead sort of he's got a shoehorn some people into positions where they're not natural for because of our our injury record so the things I'd like to see is we need to stop conceding two goals a game. Yeah. We need we we need to calm down in the final third, um, particularly towards the end of games because we're panicking too much still. Um, and I'd like to see players returning from injury quicker, and the same ones not getting injured over yeah. and over again. So those would be my my three things to look at. One. Our injury worries aren't as bad as they were last season, but last season was absolutely uh, horrific, and you'd hope that never happens again. But those are the areas that we need to improve in, and it'd be interesting to ask Nigel Pearson the question: if you, if I said to you, you 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 need to give you us a team that could challenge for the top six, how many players? And forget financial stuff, money's. Not no object, but you've got good money. Yeah. How many play how many players would you bring in? Because I was surprised if you said any less than five or six.
0: Uh, i was thinking that because the the young talent that's emerged some of them are some of the most exciting prospects we've seen you know it's like buses we had none for a number of years now we've got easily three that have come along at once but uh, but there we go ian thanks for your company thanks to the people that have listened we'll be doing another pod after the trip to the seaside next weekend um so uh have a great weekend and have a great week, everybody. Remember, it's the Ashton Gate eight—the actual Ashton Gate eight day. I think is February the third, and uh, obviously there's a celebration at uh, Ashton Gate on the pitch at halftime with the players uh, for the Middlesbrough game, which is on uh, February the nineteenth. Ian, yeah, have a great weekend, and thanks to everybody for listening. All the best. Cheers, now. Bye-bye. To
1: to bye-bye.
0: Say, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye
2: the red, red robin come bob, bob, bob And along, along There'll be no more sobbing When he starts throbbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up The sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What is five and been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song When the red red robin's out Bob, bob, bob bobbing along When the red red robin Comes bob, bob, bob bobbing along Along, There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is ready live Love, laugh and be happy What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again Singing a song when the Rid Rid Rum out bob, bob, bobbing along.